Welcome to the Spy Five Guys, where we cover spy facts, spy fiction, and everything in between. I'm Christian. And I'm Zach. And we've got a microdot for you today. Last week was A Call to Spy, which was about women spies in France in World War II, and we have more stories on that same subject today. Yeah, so we've got, uh, I believe the book is called D-Day Girls? That's right. The full title is D-Day Girls, the spies who armed the resistance, sabotaged the Nazis, and helped win World War II by Sarah Rose. A very enjoyable book. I liked it much more than the movie. Oof. So I would definitely recommend. So our right. source is that book. Also Wikipedia warning this episode will contain descriptions of violence, torture, and sexual assault. Ooh, okay. So I was not anticipating that. Well, it's a war. Things get mm. rough. So our first subject is Odette Sampson, the most decorated woman of World War II. She got involved because in March of 1942, a call went out on the BBC Evening News. The Navy wanted photos of the French coastline. Like, I'm talking tourist photos. Okay, yeah, like that scene in Pearl Harbor where the there's a, a spy who's taking photos of Pearl Harbor. Or, what's his face? Paul Rudd in Catcher Was a Spy. That's right, but in this case, it was the reverse. It was, have you been to Holiday in France? Do you have pictures of the beach? Britons responded with 30,000 envelopes, including 10 million vacation photos. Wow. Yeah, you think looking through your friend's vacation photos is rough? <laughs> hey, you said you liked my photos. <laughs> so Odette Sampson was one of the people who answered the call. To the employees, it was known as the firm, the racket, the org, mm-hmm. the Ministry of Agriculture and Fish, and often enough, Bedlam. But however you want to call it, it housed the SOE with which we are all familiar. (laughs) They were facing a workforce shortage. Crises are hotbeds for innovation. And that is how they decided to recruit women. Hmm. But they knew that if women were hired for special employment in France, they would be subject to the worst of Nazi cruelties and retaliation. Especially if you are a radio operator or as they call them, a wireless operator. Mm -hmm. They had less than six weeks of average survival time. Yikes. Quote, to be dropped in occupied France was not a great adventure, nor was it an exciting pastime. It was a deadly struggle against a ruthless and savage enemy, most often with death as a reward. Hmm. Which I didn't feel like the movie communicated that so well. I mean, they did say that, you know, you have 50-50 odds of Hmm. living or dying. Yeah. So since the Blitz had started in the UK, some 78,000 women had begun to fire upon the Germans, manning the trigger on anti-aircraft artillery including Winston Churchill's own daughter, Mary, who served on a gun site in Hyde Park. Really? Huh. I did not know that. Interesting. Me neither. When asked about it, the prime minister remarked, a gunner is a gunner. That's your Churchill impression? Sure. So (laughs) Odette went into France. She was living with Peter Churchill, no relation to the prime minister. But he was a British spy. Yeah. Hmm. So she operated there. She did pretty much the same things as Virginia in the movie where she was a spy master, but she was betrayed. More details about this in the book, obviously. Mm -hmm. London said it was a trap. She was blown. Baker Street demanded that she end her relationship with her spies, except for the radio operator, and escape. But she refused to leave the area until Peter Churchill could escape because she loved him. Uh. On her own choice, she stayed at the hotel, defying her direct orders, until eventually she was arrested by a guy named Colonel Henry. Okay. 
as she ducked into the backseat of a green car because they were like, come into this car with us. It was not the arrest you might typically see. She caught her mm-hmm. stocking on the car door deliberately because as oh. she was unhooking it, she slipped Peter's wallet out of her sleeve and hid it in the cushions of the car seat. Ooh, nice move. So, yes. But unfortunately, she was subjected to torture after she was arrested. Her back was scorched with a red hot poker and all of her toenails were pulled out. Ow. Yep. That's the truth. The Germans generally found persons of the prisoner's own nationality to carry out the torture, she later recalled, so that one couldn't say the Germans tortured them. Wow. How's that that for some lateral thinking? That is terrible. Yeah. So her torture was carried out by a very good-looking young Frenchman who she believed was mentally ill. Oh, She refused to disclose the whereabouts of other British agents. She stuck to her fake cover story that Peter was in fact the nephew of Winston Churchill, mm-hmm. that Odette was his wife and that she didn't know anything about anything. And he didn't mm. know that she was a spy. The Nazis told Odette that he was arranging a swap of Peter Churchill for Rudolf Hess, but that Odette was not part of the deal. She was told that Peter was willing to let her die in prison to save himself. Uh, of course. The classic prisoner's dilemma. I was about to say exactly those same words. <laughs> But Odette did not flinch or respond at all. Okay, so Odette's brother Francis got involved to try to get her out. He tried to make a deal where he would give the Nazis money for her. Hmm. So, for example, he wired London for money and put down 125,000 francs as prepayment for his sister's freedom. But Baker Street said, you are not the Salvation Army in response (laughs) to this. But... Here's a bit of an interesting story. Francis at one point paid the Nazis, but he got a bunch of young ladies of doubtful virtue, not the people he wanted. Hmm. Yes. So to quote from Sarah, the resistance had just bought the most expensive prostitutes in Paris. So ultimately, Odette was sent to Ravensbrück. Have you ever heard of Ravensbrück? I have not. It's the largest women's prison in history. So it was basically a concentration camp for women, but not for Jews. Interesting. When the Allies were only a few miles from Ravensbrück after the invasion, the camp commander Fritz Surin took Odette, drove to American base to surrender. They were met at an American checkpoint, and Odette said, this is the commandant of Ravensbrück. You make him a prisoner right now. So they took his gun. They took everything. Odette met up with some GIs later. She said, if you don't mind, I haven't seen the sky for a long time in the stars. I would like to sit in this car until the morning. Hmm. And it seemed like she was just being romantic, but actually it's because the paper bonfires at Ravensbrook had not yet destroyed all evidence of Fritz Surin's crimes, but there were documents in the trunk of the Mercedes, including photos oh. he would use to hang him later. Hmm. Odette was repatriated to England on May 8th, 1945, on the day of the Victory in Europe celebration VE Day. Mm-hmm. She arrived carrying Commandant Surin's suitcase, pistol, diary, and pajamas. <laughs> her diaries were waiting for her. She was awarded a bunch of medals, including the George Cross. Oh. The French Legion. There's a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. At one point, the king asked her to lead a procession for him. Hmm. Odette and Peter married in 1947. Five years after landing in Vichy, France, she became Odette Churchill. Mm-hmm. And they all lived happily ever after until her divorce. Hmm. Oh. Next up is Andrée Borel. She was no stranger to death or the Nazis. She had been fighting from inside France since Hitler's invasion. She worked as a conductor on an underground railroad, mm-hmm. just like Harriet, helping 65 Allied prisoners of war escape to freedom into Spain. 
So at one point, she met the officer in charge of a French POW prison named Captain Maurice Dufour. Mm-hmm. He could not resist Andrea's, quote, haunting beauty, her nerves, oh, and no. self-assurance. You can see where this is going. Oh, no. So basically, they got together. They worked with MI9, the mm-hmm. British secret agency financing the Allied escape route. Mm-hmm. Maurice ran his POW prison poorly. He allowed his prisoners to roam freely in the sleepy town during the day and return home of their own volition, which is hilarious. The Allied POWs wandered away from the fortress gates, never to be seen again, at least not in occupied France. Mm -hmm. So anyway, things were great between him and Andre, except that Maurice was married. Mm. Andre was a girl of few social prospects, but she had the heart of a tiger and she was in love. Even if they couldn't be married, they were partners in arms. But just like Noor, they were caught when their network was violated from the inside. When a high-ranking... I actually guess it isn't like Noor. Sorry. Okay. A high-ranking <laughs> colleague armed with names, addresses, and passwords got caught, and he just handed everything over to Ooh. the Nazis. No, no, no. Yes. Maurice was collared on the streets of Marseille by two French gendarmes. Gendarme. Gendarme, excuse me. <laughs> so he actually was caught, but then escaped, made his way out of the country back to London, mm-hmm. where he was arrested by the French Secret Service of the exiled government. Oh. Okay. So the, okay. they were like Charles de Gaulle's. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wouldn't disclose information to them about how he aided the evasion route. So they put him in a Duke Street coal cellar, a collection of dark, dank squat cells with steel reinforced bolted doors. Oh. So they basically treated him like an enemy spy. <laughs> in view of both British and American diplomats, what Sarah calls the Gaullists issued a threat that all but unmade Captain Dufour. Quote, we've arrested Mademoiselle Borel. We shall make her talk using every means, even if we have to rape her one what? after another. Jeez. What the fuck? What? are supposed to be the good guys. Oh, my God. Seriously. Ugh. But it wasn't even true that they caught her because she was already working with the OSS for, or I'm sorry, for the SOE, SOE for secret agent training. Mm-hmm. She received glowing reports from her instructors of sound intelligence if somewhat lacking in imagination. Hmm. Okay. That being said, she wasn't very happy because she was in love with Maurice. He was broken, tortured, hysterical, and traumatized, rightly so. I imagine why. But she's moving on. She's now a British agent, the only female parachutist SOE had, and Hmm. at the moment, the only woman combat paratrooper in the world. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. And her love saved Maurice, ultimately, because if oh. the firm handed him over to de Gaulle, it would have undermined her trust in her handlers, risk mm. every agent she might contact in the field. But as long as she was key to the Allied operations in Europe, they couldn't touch Maurice. Hmm. They could touch him, I guess. They just couldn't kill him. Yeah. Huh. He said, Dufour is of great interest to MI5, so just hold on to him, I guess, until the war is over. Hmm. So Andre set up a base in Paris, which was also her hometown, mm-hmm. working and living in constant sight of the Gestapo. Hmm. She also received medication, sleeping pill, amphetamines, suicide pill, etc. She was a courier and a go-between. It's kind of moving us along here. Her codename mm-hmm. was White Beam. Okay. Winston, yeah, Winston Churchill thought it was intolerable to give silly codenames to agents because he imagined <laughs> the poor mother who might learn the death of her child, Ballyhoo or Bunny Hug. <laughs> but on this point, That's Churchill was often disobeyed. Uh. So Andrew was 
I hope I'm saying her name correctly. Sorry. Bella ghost. Andrei. Two E's and one has an accent mark over it. Not sure. Okay. Okay. So all these agents were coming into France and Andrei was drawn to one in particular, Gilbert Norman, a radio man. Ah. Uh. 1943, so-called terrorist attacks spiked against the Reich. They said Germans are killed daily in the streets of Paris, and 90% of the attacks are made with arms provided by us to the communists. Hmm. So they were communist fighters. But as the attacks took place, more reprisals took place, which leads to the cycle of violence we're familiar with from things like Michael Collins. Mm-hmm. One military commander in France named Otto von Stupnagel resigned after presiding over the execution of 95 French hostages. So that was pretty serious shit. Mm-hmm. London's agents taught Parisians how to assemble machine guns and load a pistol. Mm-hmm. As the heat increased, Andrew felt more encouraged to sleep somewhere other than her own apartment, and she found a place with Gilbert, the radio operator. Yep. By that winter of 1943, some 80,000 paramilitary members were working across the country, helping Allied pilots travel back, escorting Jews to Spain, forging false documents, etc., etc. A lot of these female agents use bikes a lot. We saw Virginia use mm-hmm. one in the movie. It's because they allowed them to travel around without needing to deal with a car. Makes Andrew sense. would pedal with a backpack full of explosives that was really <laughs> heavy. Wow. At one point, there's a very detailed description of them using those explosives to take out radio towers, Mm -hmm. which is pretty sweet. The last explosion didn't go off, though. Something was going wrong, but you couldn't go go back to double check. Mm -hmm. Three SS men went to look at the pylons. As they observed the wreckage, the delayed bomb exploded. Oh, geez. The chief officer got blown to smithereens and two were injured. Oh, man. Whatever. Fuck that guy. He works for the SS. Yeah, I just, I I think it's more of a ironic death. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. So ultimately, they get betrayed. They get arrested. Mm -hmm. And we'll get to what happens to Andrew later. Oh, Okay. okay. So for now, we got Yvonne Rudelot. Okay. She was a friend of Andre's from their days together in the summer's first training class. Mm -hmm. Something interesting that was in the book that I did not know was that one of Hitler's first acts after the fall of France was to put France on Berlin time. Interesting. Did not know that. Yeah. So what this means was that darkness lasted way into the morning, Mm -hmm. casting up a pall over each war deprived day. And they were called the dark years, like literally the dark years. So, Yvonne joined the service at the age of 45. So she was older and really small compared to even the other women that she worked with. Hmm. Okay. She had white hair, deep set eyes, and her most notable quality was her ordinariness. Okay. The more she cultivated, the better she was at her job. The manual for the training course said the secret to being secret is to be natural. So behave Mm -hmm. naturally. Yvonne was five feet two. Oh, and weighed 80 pounds. What? Yeah, she was a yoga wow. student and a vegetarian. Because she was so small, she would do things like hang suspended in a parachute harness over railroad tracks to like place bombs on the top of tunnels. What? Stuff like that. So there's a part where they talk about blowing up a tunnel. That was pretty mm-hmm. sweet. There's a story about her working with her secret agents where... There's a bit of a comedy of errors. In the fall oh. of 1942, in a dark harbor off the coast of France, five rebels had a dinghy with 1,000 pounds of explosives. Oh, no. Which is Where way is more than the dinghy was supposed to have. Where is this going to go wrong? <laughs> they rode to sea where they would 
sink off a buoy for storage and then go back and get it later. <laughs> but it was overweight. It was unbalanced. So it turtled, capsized. Oh, no. Loss. Oh. <laughs> and the teenagers who were running it started like yelling because they're like, ah, we're falling over. Ah. Oh, no. <laughs> they woke the entire Harbor Village like a bank holiday <laughs> crowd on Derby Day. Oh, geez. And the... I, I'm not a French pronunciation, so I'm sorry. That right. Chartier de la Jeunesse Francois, which is basically the French version of the Hitler Youth. Oh. So there were young people. Dredged yep. the channel for the explosives and marked the spot. Schoolboy was set against schoolboy. Sarah had the observation. Mm-hmm. And then Vichy police were able to come back and get it later. Hmm. The way that Yvonne got caught was the cart network's messenger, Andre Marsak, lost his briefcase of names after he fell asleep on a train. Oh, boy. They didn't know what to do. And Yvonne and her honey bunny, Pierre, got into a car chase with the Nazis, actually, in a Citroën. <laughs> yeah. Drove for like miles and miles and miles on this road. They really could have used, what's his name? The saboteur's help. Oh, yeah. the uh, Don't remember what it is. William Grover was. Williams is helped. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, too bad. He wasn't around. So coming into a new town, the Nazis leaned out of their windows while Yvonne and Pierre were in their sights, sprayed them with bullets. The windshield oh. shattered. Jeez. Yvonne slumped over onto Pierre's shoulder and blood started coming out. Oh, man. So it crashed into a wall. Pierre was shot in the leg and taken prisoner. Yvonne had a bullet in her head but it did not penetrate her skull and she was oh. alive. What? Yeah. So the hospital decided surgery could wait. They just left the bullet into her head. Oh my and God. They bandaged it. What? Yes. So the Nazis shouldered into the hospital, reached her bedside. She was asleep and they took her prisoner. Okay. Ultimately, Yvonne lived long enough to witness her own liberation. Oh, in a German prison, but she did die soon afterwards of mm. typhus, starvation, and dysentery Ooh. with the bullet still inside of her, wow. which is great. Andre mm-hmm. was injected with poison oh. by her captors one oh. month to the day after the Allied invasion of France, June 6, 1944, at Nantes Wheeler, the only concentration camp on French soil. Huh. There is a legend. It is oh. not confirmed. There's a legend that said Andrew woke up just as her feet were placed into a crematorium oven. Oh, shit. Yeah. She clawed at her jailer, dragging her nails deep, severely scratching his face. As he closed the door, she screamed, Viva la France. Yeah. That was pretty hardcore. 39 yeah. women from the French section went to war and 14 died in action. Hmm. And that is D-Day Girls by Sarah Rose. There's a lot more stuff in the book. It was much better written than I was repeating it. So definitely <laughs> check it out. Yeah. Wow. That was impressive. Like I'm just talking about this and the movie. A lot of these stories are not well known. Why aren't we getting more of these stories? I don't know. Maybe they just lack a lot of explosions and car chases, even though there were a couple on there. There was explosions and car chases and, <laughs> you know, hardcore death of like everyone. Mm-hmm. It was a tough yeah. war. Yeah. It was a long war. And it's only getting longer and tougher next week with The right. Longest Day, the <laughs> classic movie. I'm from... looking forward to... I've never seen it before, and I know that Sean Connery is in it briefly, probably, at one point. That's right. 
Well, thank you for joining us for this micro dot. See you next week for the longest day. You can find us on social media at the Spy Fi Guys under Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, I'm Zach. And I'm Christian. And we are the Spy Fi Guys signing off. Thank you for listening to the Spy Fi Guys. If you enjoyed our podcast, please be sure to give us a five star rating on iTunes. The theme song from this podcast is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Films, books, and television shows reviewed by our podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. This is a personal podcast. Any views, statements, or opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the participants. They do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the participants may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. You can find our podcast on social media at The Spy Fi Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.